0: Let's fix that. Hello team, welcome to the Maximum Effort Fitness Podcast. I am your host Jordan Fleming, and today we are going to be talking about muscle gain from a female's perspective. This episode is sponsored by a glass of wine and my increasing anger at these fit pros who try to abuse the trust that... People put in them because they seem very genuine and they have amazing physiques But that's neither here nor there. We're going to be talking through the Physiological training effects of muscle gain the mental training effects and the behaviors surrounding our current society and our current era of Misinformation, so I've got a photo here of my client Laura and for those of you listening, I just took a glass, a drink of wine. Fuck you, I can do what I want. No, I'm just kidding. This is a photo of my client, Laura. Now, if you don't know who Laura is, she began working with me way back um, ooh, the November of 2018. And she came to me with uh, scoliosis at the spine, back pain. She couldn't really walk, basically, because it was too sore, because her muscles were weak and they weren't supporting her spine. There's a photo of her at the beginning where she didn't really have any muscle mass and then there's a photo of her looking jacked as fuck. So if you want to, you should check this out on YouTube. Just Google the Maximum Effort Fitness Podcast, female muscle gain and you'll find it. But the I wanted to talk a little bit about the process behind it. So we're going to start with the physiology of muscle, of muscle gain. It's not actually different for males and females, it's more important that females have consideration for the mental side of it, but I think it's important that we take that into consideration when we're talking about this. So, muscle is built from protein, okay? So that's why you need to eat protein, it's built from protein, and it is denser per square metre or square centimetre than fat, so when you see someone that's very muscular, Are very toned and they have a lot or they they weigh a lot but they don't look like they weigh a lot, it's because the muscle is denser than fat. Not that it weighs more, a kilo is a kilo, but generally, but speaking, not generally, definitely, muscle always looks better than fat. I understand that I can be taken the wrong way when we're talking about size. Alright, so how do we build it? Well, muscle building is a signaling process which means that It doesn't come from dieting per se. Dieting and eating the right foods will help the process but it is a signalling process. You tax a muscle close to failure with really good technique and sets of five to 30 repetitions for about 10 to 20 sets per week, and that's across body parts. You tax them and then you eat, you sleep, you recover, you build muscle over time. That is the basics of it there's more detail to be noted but for the most part that's all that matters for the person listening to this is train hard in the 5 to 30 rep range for about 10 to 20 sets per muscle group per week that's the physiological part of it of course very good technique controlled range of motion, focusing on compound movements because they stimulate more muscle fibres, more muscle fiber stimulated means more chance for growth for the most part and sprinkle in some accessories but don't do glute kickbacks for sets of 50 and think that you're going to be growing muscle is what I'm trying to say. Now physiologically speaking that's kind of the basics of it. It's more the mental side of things for females that can get quite daunting. The idea that lifting weights will make you bulky and unattractive is just plain wrong. And what I want to address with this is that it goes back to the 70s. So basically in the 70s and the 80s, gyms were full of men, but they were empty and devoid of females. And these marketers and these gym owners looked at it and said, well, we're missing out on you know, 50% of the population, we're not making money, how can we attract females to the gym? So they came up with the idea of toning a muscle. And they started spinning webs and lies around the idea that you have to train in a certain way when you're female and you have to train in a certain way so that you tone muscles and you don't make them big and bulky. And this ended up in the general media sphere so that in these magazines like i guess hello magazine and that's honestly the only female magazine i know it's only the only magazine i know to be honest oh men's health that's terrible don't read that but in hello magazines and their elk we got these people who were in fantastic shape Um, whether that's naturally whether that's you know assisted via steroids we'll never know well we will because they're morons and their training doesn't achieve the results that it says it does, but I digress. These people benefited and profited off of your fear. Your fear that you were not worthy enough, that you your body wasn't worth enough, which I'm just saying categorically, however you are, as long as you're happy, your body's worth, worth it. But they sold you these skinny teas, these workout home programs, these booty builders, these things that were not only ineffective, but then made you feel like a failure because they sold you something that was never gonna work in the first place. Because muscle is an incredibly, incredibly difficult thing to build. And this is something I've went on on my social media this week, but muscle building is like biking uphill. It's difficult, it requires a lot of effort, it requires a lot of persistence and patience. It's difficult. And you have to get a lot of ducks in a row to nail it. Fat loss is so easy when it comes down to it biologically. Of course, there's many factors that affect you mentally, but in in essence, you just have to be in an energy deficit. Energy is food plus movement. So if you eat less and move more, yes, you will lose weight. But there's so many psychological things around it, and there are biological factors that make you stop doing that. But if you are in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. There is no way that you can't do it. E equals MC squared. Matter cannot be destroyed, only manipulated and changed, it's a physical law until aliens come down and break our ideas and our concept of what the laws of physics are from the fifth dimension. But, well, that's a podcast for another day and a lot and lot of MDMA and acid. So, we were just talking that the psychological parameters are scarier. So, when it comes to nutrition, you tend to find that in your first year of training you can gain about 20 pounds of muscle and that's a lot by the way Um, and as you train more and more and you become more experienced that those numbers tend to drop off and that's from alan aragon a nutritionist a nutrition research fellow and somebody that's really accomplished in this field so when you're training your ability to build muscle gets worse and worse because it's not a process that your body wants to do whereas Fat is literally stored energy, so fat is the storage of energy to be released in times of starvation, which is a biological factor going back millions of years when we were cave people. But now food is plentiful, so we are in this weird juxtaposition of having plentiful food but still having these processes that store food in case we starve, hence you get obesity and body fat, gain and things that are just way out of the scope of this podcast. But let's just go back into it. that. For the most part, you will need to deliberately bring your calories up to see real muscle mass gain. Now, I'll just give you an example of Laura here because Laura done a successful diet and a successful mass phase and then another diet to bring her to her current condition on the left. She was in a calorie surplus for about eight, nine, no, nine months. And she gained around 6 kilos because she was training incredibly hard. She was prioritising her nutrition with protein first, then carbohydrates, then fats. And that's a process called, oh, uh, de novo lipogenesis is the creation of fat from different cells. So I could be wrong about this. One of my MNU team can correct me on this um, because I'm not quite sure. I'm not on that lecture yet. But... bear in mind that this is some uh, I'm about the right ballpark so basically protein is really difficult to turn into fat so your body doesn't want to do it then carbohydrates are more difficult to turn into fat your body would rather use them for other things fat is already is ready to be stored as body fat dietary fat is ready to be stored as body fat when in a calorie surplus and that means being in an energy surplus remember what we talked about eating more than you need that's what we're speaking about so she was in an energy surplus for about nine months and gained six kilos because of the different processes that go through the body when you're in that surplus. Your body doesn't want to be in the surplus. It will do lots of different things to bring you back to balance, like heating you up, making you move more, making you twitch uh, or, or fidget when you're talking uh, or just, there's lots of different things it does. It's not worth going into, but you just need to understand that it does. However, when it's in a, when it's in a deficit, it will take energy from the easiest store. That it can. Now if you're not training and you're very muscular it will break down protein first but Laura was training regularly. So the body then went to its next source of energy which was body fat and it brought it down and then she looks like she does on the left. So what I'm just trying to get at with that is that there's some real issues mentally I understand with gaining weight but if you are serious about developing muscle mass in the long term a calorie surplus, even just one to 300 calories can just be that extra bit to help you recover a bit more. And I just wanted to make this podcast and I just wanted to make this video to highlight that because a lot of people are scared of it and they don't understand the processes of it. So I hope this has been really, really beneficial and I would be remiss to end this without showing you another one of my clients, Erica. Now this is just a photo of her last July, perhaps August when we started working together, and then one from the other day that we took. And Erica hasn't specifically chased any particular dietary uh, mode, whether that is a surplus or a deficit. She's probably maintained for the most part. But when you're a beginner, you can maintain and make fantastic progress. You really can. And I just wanted to highlight that it can happen, but it is for people who really do want to see larger muscle gain, larger muscle gains, hedging your bets. You could be one of the lucky few who will drop a lot of body fat and build muscle like Erica here, or you might just see okay results. So in my opinion as a coach and as someone who's struggled with this themselves and spent years spinning their wheels and trying to lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time, commit to one process have some form of oversight have somebody watching over you to to keep you on the path and to not let your mindset take over and you will see amazing results so folks i hope you've enjoyed this video please share it where you can youtube spotify anchor wherever it's uploaded if you feel like this has helped you realize the difference between actually chasing muscle gain goals and the fear of gaining fat and of course if you have any questions you can get me Here on Instagram, Jordan Fleming Fitness, Fleming with one M. You can email me. Uh, My email will be down below. You can get in touch with me through Facebook. There's all different manners of ways of getting in touch. So if this did help you, please let me know. Please share it. And let's dispel the myth of weight training for females. Thank you so much, folks. Have a wonderful day, whatever you're doing, and take it easy.